It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning America, good morning Erica, who gave me good head while watching good morning America. of View From 202, after perhaps what is the win of the season over Atlanta on Sunday. It's Britt, Peaches, and Sam. How are you guys doing? Wow, what a game. What a week. Not much else to say, right? Just wrap it up. Shut it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, I didn't want to say anything this entire episode. I yeah. think the game spoke for itself. Uh, you know, my dad asked me if we do the intro to this show new every single time. Like the whole Yeah, shtick? like this is View from 202, yeah. That would be an amazing consistency from you as a voice yes, actor. That's my one skill is to say it the exact same <laughs> Same rhythm, exact same time, exact same intonation. Skipping over a sk- syllable in the word available every single time. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, it's it's how it's done. This is the skills you need to become a rare podcaster. Um, but how, how's your guys' week been other than the game? It's Tuesday now. It's not quite Wednesday yet, my dudes. Well, maybe when everyone's listening to this, it'll be Wednesday, but... I feel like this entire week has felt shadowed by what happened this weekend. Yeah, nothing's going to live up to it. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, how many times I, did you guys watch the highlights? Highlights? Over... I, sorry, condensed match. No, over, no, over, condensed match? Over, sh- sh- over under five times. I don't know. I have to say that unlike the Derby win, which I feel like is the other natural comparison point to this game... This one, the the highlights don't express the dominance in the same way that the Derby highlights did. Where I rewatched the entire game. Early. I put the game Twice. on TV, but then I was, it was just on in the background. I wasn't really watching. Oh yeah, to same. Be I just kind of took a peek every time the um, Adrian Healy's voice got. Louder. I just I did enjoy. I think it was Adrian Healy who just kept on referring to Alex Muell as being from the Lower East Side, as though we were in Newsies. <laughs> which is what which is what it was like Alex Muell famously Alex Muell would have been the newsy if the Red Bull Academy he, never No, he was he led a wildcat strike in the uh, against the Hearst Empire at the age of 6. And that's why we love him so much. Was this before or after the Soldier Boy? Uh, this video? would be before. Yeah, this is before he was palling around with Timothy Ch- Chamelay, Chalamet? Cham- I like Chamelay. Cham- yeah, that sounds wrong. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a big, big, enormous win. The Rebels, of course, pull out all the stops and just completely, completely dominate Atlanta. We uh, watched the highlights before recording, and I, I think it was notable that Atlanta didn't have a single scene. Yeah, in I was, the highlights. It's funny. It's not knowing how this team plays. It's perhaps not surprising that Atlanta technically had more possession on Sunday. But it's hilarious considering that they they literally produced not one highlightable moment. It took until it took until the seventh minute for them to have possession in their own half or in two, our, our half. half. I don't think Joseph Martinez has made a pass until the twentieth minute until like the second half. His first touch is that like slide tackle he had on like Tim Parker at the midfield. I think that must yeah. have been his first. It was like in the twentieth minute. Yeah, it's crazy. I think so. I think it was. Uh, Lee and John, who's, who called it the the Dave uh, Vanilla special, the Dave, David Villa special, getting subbed out at 70th minute without <laughs> touching the ball barely at all at Red Bull Arena. Um, so I, th- I thought that was good. Um, Yo, but, how do the how does the rest of the league lose to these chuds? Every, I know, like, like imagine this is reminding me like of of last year when City just, or I guess last year we struggled with City, but like you know the year before, I guess really when like 
they were like doing pretty decent in the table and then we just could not lose to them i don't we still had not lost them we still literally have never lost to uh, atlanta or lafc for that matter but uh, atlanta yeah imagine uh, losing to atlanta we literally cannot it's not possible i don't know what it feels like um so uh, and we've never even really gotten close actually honestly we we set a weird precedent we beat them on their first game ever let's look at our our, our records against uh expansion teams must be fantastic <laughs> i don't think we, we've never lost to minnesota we have never lost lafc we'll we've take destroyed it. minnesota uh we have lost to orlando orlando might be a weird record though because we've had a lot of weird games, games them, yeah. against them and then we of course have a winning record against nycfc us playing orlando might be like us playing philly maybe in ter- you mean in terms of it being surprisingly like even? surprisingly even yeah yeah Recently. Yeah, but like that's for like no fucking reason because yeah. there's never been like uh like I've never praised tactics of Orlando. No. I think ever. No. Uh whereas like fucking Philly just like changes how they play to play us and they come away with points at all the time. Yeah, Jim Coach Jim has his vendetta hey, according against to Jesse like Marsh. A bunch of people Atlanta changes the way they play when they play against us. I don't know. But and by that the people think that they play worse, but really I, I mean they do us. play worse against us. I mean, I will say this is the most intense I've seen us press and do energy drink soccer since the first half of the season. I, I think I agree. Leading up to this week, I was I was kind of saying, oh, I don't know. Let let's see what happens. I'm kind of skeptical that Armis really has the recipe for energy drink soccer. I don't know. You know, maybe he's just running on autopilot. I really would like to see something like more similar to the first half of the season. Until maybe then, he, I'm not sold. Maybe his nuances don't really fit the bill. Yeah, that maybe kind he doesn't like... really have a grasp on the system. Nope. They came out and it was it was a hundred percent full thing. Most most intense press I've seen in a long time. Hold yeah. up, hold up, hold up, though. You talk about Galaxy Brain Jesse. I think this entire time Chris has been grinding out results until oh this game to go full energy drink soccer. Galaxy. He's Brain been hustling Armas. the league <laughs> the entire time. Oh it's like, oh, this God. new coach. He's gonna come in. The system's changed a little bit. It looks less intense, and then boom, Atlanta get destroyed. I mean, this whole yeah, all these games, the, the the tipping point, these close games, it came down to this regular season match against Atlanta. That's it. Done. We purposely gave up three this set piece goals to Montreal yeah. just to play <laughs> yeah. this game. He said he, he went out there. He said, "Hey, hey, hey, uh, uh, Tim, just you know, when just you know, the, with Boston and the balls, just just you know, just like <laughs> zonal okay. marking, just it's just, uh, it's just okay, just." Just, just go, just, you know, just draw. let it, let it go. go yeah. Now. It's just, you know, you know, fine. Lex today, today Int- you're a loser, Lex. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. I, you, just can, you can just do it or not today. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, okay. But yeah, I, I mean, that does bring out a question. I mean, I, I think, do you think we really were teasing out and trying a, a deliberate plan b the last two months I, well that's what i was thinking was like is this is this deliberate or because oftentimes we have said on this podcast and also just generally that we it feels like we played down to the level of our opponents sometimes yeah. and is that uh is that actually ever the case or is it that we identify teams where we have flexibility to try new tactics Maybe, yeah. where uh teams that try to bunker down uh like is that is this a response to that this different uh, 
this maybe not full throttle energy energy drink soccer is this alternative like is that the case or is it actually us playing down and having those mental like for uh, me fuck ups that we've had or like the overthinking that we've yeah. done in the last two two three seasons for me i think it's some it's somewhere in the middle i'm hesitant to be like oh armis was completely engineering this you know plan b thing and we had just completely frozen out the main energy drink soccer plan in the interim however i do think i mean you have quotes from kaku saying like things very directly him, yeah. chris is giving him uh, chris armis is giving him directions and saying no withdraw here more don't play so centrally in this game we want to get you more on the ball which i think you could see like in games like toronto the week before there are a lot more games where we're kind of just shuttling the ball back to him after you know possession kind of peters out in the corner that was very different so I think that is definitely an attempt at maybe Armis trying to get Kaku some more familiarity with dwelling on the ball should we need it come playoffs. However, I don't know. I'm hesitant to be like, oh, yeah, we just like put the whole operation on ice for a couple months. Well, well has there been like an important game like in terms of any stakes until this Atlanta game? I mean, it was really NYCFC away. Yeah. And then... The, I think the next biggest game was... Um, Probably some of those DC games. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, but even then, those aren't like... We kind of built up a weird padding with that 1-0 win away in DC, though. And then... Yeah, I guess DC, but then LAFC, even though it was Western Conference, is probably the next... SKC? <laughs> that was... Was that with Thomas? I guess it was. I yeah, but so. that's not an important... Like in in the regular season, it's not like. But then I, I mean, it was it was like top of the league, right? You're at that going point. against you're, uh, like a top yeah. team, but it's not a high stakes game. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I feel, but but like, like I think what was really notable to me after this game was what Sean Davis said. Like our practices were super intense this week. We started hating each other. Everyone knew what what it was about. Like I really feel like this game are a bunch of big game players. Like we we yeah, saw that in CCL. Powerful. Um, I think a lot of them just needed a reason to wake up. I mean. Yeah. Which I think there are tactile switches that happen to make it much more focused, much more intense. But, you know, like you can't play that way if you're not going to be up for it. The other big six pointer that wasn't a derby would, I would say, would be Columbus. Which we lost. Which was a game we underestimated and uh, we completely, you know, um, started ourselves in the foot in the first half. And that's the last game I think we've seen five in the back deployed from the beginning. And that's is that the last time we've seen Aurelian Colin on the field? I think it is. Maybe, yeah. Um, so I think that is a convenient point of comparison. But it it is beginning to feel to me like last week uh, at with Toronto at home did feel like the end kind of of the summer, both in the stands and with the team. Where it was kind of just a swoon. It was kind of just like the weird middle doldrums of the season, which I feel like I've said a lot. But then compared to this Sunday where you were – at the stadium and you could feel the focus in the stadium. And it was not only the players, but it was also like the fans. And we were talking a lot about this, I think on the day of where it's like, you could, you could feel the energy in the building focus. There was way fewer people in the arena who were just chatting with each other. Everyone was there to see soccer. Um, and you were getting people clapping for, I mean, Red Bull Arena is pretty good about this in general already, but like even more people clapping for throw-ins and tackles. And then, you know, that one series of play where we like thread the needle on a couple things to escape from our own corner and get to theirs. I the, will the, say this. 
it seems like that time was exactly when all the youth soccer games were. Oh, yeah. This is true. So, I mean, that's probably why you saw fewer... Illegalized children. Yeah. You not bring children. Like youth soccer kids in the stadium. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, like, it's a cliche to say <laughs> that... <laughs> it, it's a cliche to say that the, the atmosphere is electric, but, like, I, th- I think going to the stadium, you felt that every single person who was sitting there pretty much knew what the stakes were. And if they didn't, they really picked up on how important for this game was. For better or for worse, because then you also got some fucking city jagoffs walking into the game. It's because they knew that if you want to see actually good soccer in the area, this is where you go. Everyone this is the knew. game. This, like, all eyes were on us, and we, we delivered. Um, so, yeah, I, I did feel like, you know, we just really showed up. And it's it's given me, you know, a ton of confidence. I feel like, you know what? We're I back. feel like it's happening. I feel like it's happening. Uh, yeah, okay. Joe Goldstein it. put something on RBNN being like, he had, it was like an op-ed being like, fuck history, basically. Like, this is the the most wins we've ever had in a season, the most points we've ever had in a season with three games left. And after that kind of just complete, you know, without doubt performance, yeah, I'm feeling it. I mean, when's when's the last time you could have remembered the Rebels getting a two goals on a penalty and a tap-in, and yet no one anywhere in the world questioning that we were the better team on the play? Like, I think that's just people love to, like, find those caveats and excuses and discount them. But no, it, there's no question on the day. So, Yeah, you can really blame the officiating. You can really blame... Yeah. Well, no. yeah, you can blame, like us having a better squad than them because we were down, obviously, Brad and Tyler. Yeah, I mean, this is what Doyle said after being forced to eat his own shit um, (laughs) on his terrible tweet saying that, yeah, with Tyler being out of the game, he's like, oh, it's too bad. It's going to be a multiple loss. Um, Shout out Bobby Warshaw. Yeah, new new friend of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. um, Fellow traveler Warshaw. Um, But uh yeah he he pointed out he's like yeah literally like Derek Etienne outperformed Alex Muil had a monster game outperformed everyone on their squad Shakovsky Davis to a man the whole team but the question of officiating maybe should open the question of that first penalty that wasn't on the VAR there was that really amazing diagonal long ball that Muil brings down and good touch to bring it down what? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah it stopped at his feet. If you watch the video, it stopped at his feet. No, it's it's the just next touch. it would have been disappointing that... It was it, the next touch that failed him. Okay, I mean, honestly, it would have been sweet if he had just fucking volleyed it. But I feel like... <laughs> I kind of wanted him to. Yeah. Every time I watch that replay, I'm like, oh, shit. If yeah. he did it, like... That would have he that would have taken that that image of him with his ears plugging <laughs> his ears and closing his eyes to the next fucking level. Yeah, that would have been incredible. That would have been incredible. That would have had to be a really really light volley though. Doesn't matter. It's, but, it's Brad yeah. Guzan. Anything can happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. As we saw later. Okay, fine, peaches. The second touch <laughs> on on the ball is off. Uh, Look, but I'm it, just defending his first touch because that's is, what people will complain about. It is uh, kind of disappointing, though. What a great ball it is that it that um, he gets into the path of Guzan, who brings him down. In your opinion, is this correct? Is Ivara correct to say? This yeah, is not yeah. A Brad won the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even no, during no the worries. game, I turned to Sam. I was like, "Yeah, fine, sure." Yeah, I feel like my desire for this to stay a penalty was fueled by the desire to make something out of that great ball. Um, and however, and I think, obviously, obviously, like we always are right. 
So yeah, it is true that Martinez get has gotten several of those penalties this year. Um, however, he just shouldn't have gotten them. But then it made it even more confusing. I feel like for me, when the penalty that we do get is awarded so uh, matter of factly, it's a handball after a corner. Uh, Shkovsky has a nice little nifty uh, head on, and is it long? Long, hits it? yeah. Hits it right into Chris McCann's hand, and I was up in two o two, and from the complete opposite side of the stadium, it was kind of confusing because everyone, you know, when there's a VAR call like that, everyone knows now for the rest of the match to not get too excited about everything necessarily. Except for Atlanta fans. But apparently. then the, uh, like, the complete non-reaction from Atlanta really threw me off, I think, because they've been complaining about fucking everything. So you thought everything. that they had won the call. Yeah, like, or just like, no, and Briefly. you know, for our point, for our side as well, like, the, our team was walking around pretty matter of fact as well. It was almost like he had whistled that, you know, the ball had been kicked too early or something, that we just had to retake it. Everyone was just walking around. It was so, did McCann get carded for that? That was he did. really bad. He okay, did. Yeah, yeah, he got a yellow. Um, so, uh, finally, it's an obvious yellow card. And then, of course, Danny slots it in. Pretty good penalty. Mm. Um, not much to say. Side netting, yeah. But um, we're pretty, pretty freaking dominant going into the half. I feel like in, in the second half, there's about 15 to 20 minutes where we're seeing out the game. Um, and it was conceivable to me that we might have just professionally have seen uh, just seen it out and maybe had a really boring second half. I think it could have happened that way. But then, if anything, I think we kind of instigate, kick the game back into gear again and generate a couple more chances, which then ultimately culminates, of course, in uh, the great Alex Muil assist, chipping mm-hmm. over uh, Guzan. Shikovsky had sent the ball a little too heavy, but I don't think anyone else but Alex Muil makes it all the way or commits to that ball all that time and uh, chips it over to. What do you guys? What do you, <clears throat> what do you prefer, uh, Brad Guzan with grass on his bald head or Brad Guzan with astroturf pellets on his head? <laughs> I, I think. That is a signature I think look. It's the, the turf. The, the turf, turf. The turf is still my favorite. The turf is more embarrassing. But I really did. The grass was pretty funny. I think it's the pellets for me. The but, turf but it's represents gotta be the something too, right? Yeah. Like it represents like their he, shit. He walked fields. around with the pellets for like minutes afterwards because he just too. stuck on to his yeah. his sweaty head. He's numb. I thought I, like uh, Taylor Twelman said this on the broadcast, but he Alex Muel, great timing on the run. I think he made the great diagonal on that run too to to really create that chance. Yeah, he he spotted the. I am very mad what? at Tim Parker for finishing it. It was Wheel's goal. No, the the no the defender is there. It was a cheeky chip. You the couldn't accept it. Defender is there. <laughs> defender is there. Good for Tim. It is weird to see Tim Parker at the finishing end of two of a run of play. Two balls that enter the net. The first one, of course, was offside, and I think upon further review, review it was in fact offside. So we don't have to spend too much uh, air on it. But it, yeah, Parker gets his first goal of the year, and. Is very close to having his second goal of the year. Uh, on, on, I think it the other way around. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I just mean totally. Oh, okay. Cumulatively. Uh-huh. Um, so kind of funny how that happens. And then, of course, we got the third goal, which is another handball. But then this time, Royer's off the field. And Kaku shoots left. But Kuzan guesses correctly and blocks it. I mean, Kaku can't. Is it a good pen for you? Is it a bad pen? 
Kaku obviously like telegraphed that because he couldn't score. He has to maintain his perfect uh, streak of game-winning goals. Yeah, it wouldn't have been a game-winning goal if he had scored. And then we would have to concede twice for it to be yeah. a game-winning goal. No way that he lets Louise get not a clean sheet yeah. on that game. Yeah, it's also it was a sacrifice. Yeah, it's also kind of hilarious. Also, that kind of a case of ball don't lie for me. I don't think that was a handball. I think it was. I mean, it was standing right over it in two o two, and I feel like it was pretty outward and He's definitely affected a little. No, nah, I think you definitely awkwardly. see it. His like, elbow just hit and go up. down. I just hit the mic stand. And <laughs> that the, was a very the, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's our sound design. It's our ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Episode. Yeah. No, we had one of those a long time ago. And, but and then Alex Wheel. No, the stop ball. that. Um, <laughs> you know. But we didn't even need it. Um, so uh, it was kind of just a little bit of uh, insult to injury, maybe there. But maybe we find another penalty taker. Other than Kaku? I don't think so. I don't know. It is funny, though, and I ironic that was our penalty count doubled in this game. We had had only <laughs> two penalties awarded before this game. This and then entire against, season? Yeah. And then against who else than the Atlanta, the penalty kings, <laughs> do we double our count? And we don't even convert all of them. But So... Uh, well, Fernando was saying, I think, that Kaku wasn't the best penalty taker at Huracan either. Yeah, I mean, who else would you have to take it after after Royer's I think you field? know who I'm about to say. <sighs> Sean Davis. Sean Davis, Tyler Adams? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Shikovsky. Yeah, Shikovsky would probably take a good one. He also speaks German. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's the, that's the rule of thumb. Germanophones? Yeah, yeah, we've not really talked about Tyler Adams being out of the game much yet. Um, Hot take. We play better without Tyler Adams. When is even the last time we played without Tyler I don't know. Adams? <laughs> this game, the most important game. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I will say I think what Joe Goldstein also said that Shatovsky playing in the six is better, or playing in the midfield centrally is better than him on the wing. I, I think that's that's I think that's fucking I think consensus. That's, I think that's fair. Like I think Absolutely everybody fair, after yeah. like after the game. It's a, everybody thought that thought as much, I, in, in my opinion. I, I mean, I think it's an absolute What does that mean for that take. position, though? Do you think Muel played that position better than Tchaikovsky would? Do you think he didn't run the same runs? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think, obviously, Adams takes the spot back. I think Tchaikovsky had a monster game there. I don't, but I think maybe it means that if Tchaikovsky returns to the lineup, maybe he takes more of the... Davis position and Davis takes the more advanced position that Velo was playing. Yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not talking about it more. Or I'm not thinking about it more from like, oh, Muil did it better because I mean, he, I think he did, but that's a different conversation. I just think that when you look at where Shikovsky can play, I've always thought he played better in that deeper role. So, so I'm happy that he got an opportunity to do that, and it also just means that we're deep enough where we can kind of afford some rotation there. Um, in the event that we do have to, you know, do that um, uh, in the playoffs. But what, one thing that I think I noticed in this game in particular is that Sabiga was allowing a lot of the game to just kind of play itself out. Mm-hmm. He didn't get too involved. Um, I think there were some calls that I disagreed with um, later in the game. I think one in particular was that one where Martinez and Long collide um, in the second half outside of our box. Um it, oh, yeah, and it was, was like bullshit. it was like body to body contact, and the ball uh, yeah. had already been like cleared out. And then that's one of those plays where, to me, I feel like Brad 
Wright Phillips would be the one to get the foul called on him. But in uh, this case, it's the uh, the defender who happens to be Aaron right. Long who the foul is called on, and then there's a set piece for Atlanta. I thought that was total bullshit. But uh, but I think I, I think if he calls that though, then the later time when uh, Long knocks someone off the ball in the box will be called a penalty as well. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I would. Yeah, I would disagree. Also, despite it not being technically in the rules, there is the practical reality that there is more leniency in the box in the kind of way that that there are fouls that get called out outside the box. Yeah, if de- duplicated in the box, just simply don't get called. I mean, I thought that was arguably a penalty. He kind <sighs> of played the man. Why up. do you have to ruin? Why do you have to do no. this this week? Why do you have to ruin? A well, he played like the man, not the ball. So not I'm going to keep nonsense. talking about the yeah. thing I was talking no, about. No, but I thought no, the officiating no, was. You were, you were ruining Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Well, you is, need to me, go me, stand in the corner with a dunce cap on. No, get, no, I mean like it was a good game. Like everything was well. I, I like I'm agreeing with you. The officiating was good because it was consistent. Like that was but, my point. Yeah, like right. in my opinion, that's a penalty. If it's not one Zabiga's opinion, he's been play, calling the game like that. I mean, I, I and that's fair. I don't really care about if Sabiga's it's not a honor. penalty. I just don't like you saying that Aaron Long commits penalties. But, <laughs> Take his name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, the point that I was trying to make is that because of the way Sabiga called the game and allowed Chikovsky to be chippy and aggressive and make aggressive tackles, be physical on Darlington Nagby and control that midfield, and yeah, it allowed him played. allowed him to play the game that he wanted to play. Oh, did he? And I, and I feel like that is why you know we saw the Tchaikovsky that you know we we you know those like that those bursts of games that he has uh he really stepped up no we definitely play better when when the officiating's like that when they right. play yeah. for sure other than like who like who's like really bad about Alan it Alan Chapman yeah um uh really yeah well i feel like Toledo kind of lets guys play though cuz he's a little slow on calling. Isn't Marufo like pretty bad about yeah, that? Yeah, Marufo's awful Marufo's about that. He's the one who like drives me wild with that with that shit. But like, I don't know. I thought that this game played to Chikovsky's strengths. Yeah. And then also, like I was worried from the start with players like Darlington Nagby, I thought that he was going to be somebody who um would kind of control the tempo of the game by having possession, drawing fouls, and slowing things down. Um, and that I thought that was going to be the case after the first few minutes, but then Sabiga let the game kind of play, didn't call as many fouls, and then Tchaikovsky and Davis got you know got the better of him yeah. uh, and Rem- Remedy and, and even Barco when he came on after that. There was a period Who? of the second half yeah, right. um, <laughs> where Atlanta was trying this almost kind of like Guardiola-like thing of trying to lure in uh, our press and like specifically into a corner and then make <laughs> one work, very specific pass to Rometty. It was in the middle and then kind of just switch it with one more pass. And it like there were a couple chances where, or a couple times, there weren't really chances, where it did kind of produce this overload on uh, our left flank or it was kind of just taxi. Um, but but it's taxi. Can't, can't really <laughs> say that anything came out of it though, and I think we just kind of made the adjustment to be a little less aggressive there and a little bit more balanced on our two flanks, and and um, kind of absorbed it without much trouble. Yeah, but at the same time, like if you have taxi and pretty much almost any defender on a breakaway, that's true. I mean, Gressel just couldn't get past him. Yeah, so it was all kind of for naught. Um, he probably really complained later at at the yacht club. Yeah, I mean, it was also similar um, to Toronto in a way, where I was I was surprised how poor they were in the final third. Um, I mean, there's the chances 
this game for Atlanta are a couple of those weird, uh, like long balls where Almiron is kind of on the dribble, but being harassed by a defender and doesn't quite really get shots off. I think he gets a shot off on one, but the other not even quite. And that's about it. And then they've got that free kick. He seemed a little less haunted. (laughs) I don't know. No, he's, he was haunted. I wasn't quite as spooked as I usually am by him. I don't know. I think he was haunting himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the first time I think I've seen him in person in a very long time. Yeah. So, you know, photos and video can only do so much justice. I feel like he looks person. worse on video than he looks in person. Almost. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but uh, w- one thing I was going to say there, I feel like what was so weird to me is that I feel like the only ways they tried to attack was they tried to release Vialba. Mm-hmm. Um, or it was kind of possession that was one back in the midfield and then just long balls over to Almiron. Um, but that being said, I feel like I got to get, you got to give props to Aaron long. I mean, I think Parker had a good game and he had I the thought goal. Both of the center backs were extremely on. Yeah. And they, they were up to the challenge, but yeah, in particular for long, I, one of the plays that I remember is that one in the first half where Almiron gets, he gets kind of a breakaway. He, he beats, he's in between Mario and Parker, or sorry, in between Mario and Long, and he gets a breakaway, and then Long does his best to, like, put a body on him, and, like, kind of throw him off balance without fouling him, which I thought was really, I thought he did a really mm-hmm. good job of, because I feel like that's really difficult to do, and, like, could very easily turn into a penalty yeah. if done poorly, and then I also think he did really well. Which I, which I thought he did once. No, well, and then the other play, I thought he did pretty well there. And the one play that I, I think that it's kind of there's not, it's hard to, to do it as much justice on the video, um, but one of those shots that's taken toward uh, like the like edge of the eighteen. Oh, I know what you're talking um, about. Uh, I don't know who takes that shot, but. Aaron Long gets had it gets, read the entire time, and, and he blocks it with his foot. He puts a foot out and blocks it, just mm. like so. Well, he just like waited a little bit. Like I feel like if someone committed there, that that could turn into a shot on goal. But Aaron just like read that play, knew that he wasn't releasing as quickly, and then immediately, yeah, got in the way. Yep, and I thought that was super underrated. Um, but I want to just give him a shout out because I think he took a knock at some point and he looked a little slow mm-hmm. at times. There's like one of those plays in the highlights where like. Uh, and I remember this, the ball kind of was like heading out toward the right side of the field mm-hmm. and he kind of jogs over to it. Martinez beats him, almost pretty much beats him there. And he like, it would have been a very easy clearance if he had right. been like going 100% no, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I remember time. that. I was thinking he, he has a couple of miscommunications where I, th- I believe on that one, he was he was actively like signaling to the back line, like, don't worry about it. No, it's good. And I don't know if he thought it was going out or if he thought Luis was going out for it. I think it. he thought Luis was coming but out. But then he, like, definitely turned around and was like, oh, shit, that is that is not yeah, yeah. where I thought that was going yeah. and had to do some recovery there. Yep. But, yeah, Atlanta um, totally snuffed out. And then, of course, the, the game was really just the prelude to the, the real showdown after the whistle, which is <laughs> uh, Tata, um, Perfil Bajo, Martino, uh, refusing to shake <laughs> um, Chris Armis's hand, and Chris Armis doing the universal, or maybe it's just the New York Metro region. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Symbol of this fucking guy. Um, and uh, Tata is extremely sore loser. Um, yeah, he was so salty. Yeah, and then um, the the birth of a meme in front of our own eyes. It was a precious moment. Um, but Chris really racking him up where where it matters i don't know if jesse would have delivered in quite the same way jesse had his weird moments but 
they weren't they weren't all so uh potent you know he had he had his he coined energy drink soccer but half the joke is that it was a fiasco and kind of a weird quote and we have ironically accepted it i mean we have to admit chris is just a little bit more new york right yeah that's true uh, and by a little bit, like a lot of it. Jesse definitely has some some uh, barbs uh, about the Princeton Eating Club thing that I'm sure <laughs> if you went to Princeton, you'd appreciate and may disqualify you from serving on the Supreme Court. But, you know, <laughs> it's a print. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, do you have a goat for this game? I do. Well, yeah, come on. I think mine is Tchaikovsky. Uh, fine. Uh, he was fi- He was good. Yeah, both of them are good. Playing have in you considered that Alex Muell is 23? <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Alex Muell. It is 23rd birthday yesterday at the game. Did you see the What thing? a great birthday present for Alex Muell. Did you see the thing where the, you know, they did the, the boots with the, the kids? kids tackle cancer, yeah. I think is what it's called. Um, so they had the kids come do, and they they paired them off with the player, and they like designed skins for their for their shoes together, and they wore them during the Toronto game or the warm ups to the Toronto game. And then, but Alex's uh, partner Sophia, I think was her name, came back to the game on Sunday and brought him a present for his birthday. Wow, yeah. so that's sweet. Alex is clearly the the most popular and. Uh, you know, friendly player on the team. Alex Wheel is good and he's my friend. Look yeah. how far he's come from that one game from when everyone yeah, was fucking yelling at him. Time. No, not even that. I was going to talk about the Seattle yeah, game. True, yeah. where everyone was like, what the fuck are you doing? Pretty much. Yeah. Paraphrasing a little bit, but, but like, and now here he is, yeah. uh, just like, just define gutsy, like time. He's, he's racked up a, a considerable amount of assists. I mean, like he's, time too. he's, he's continuing to show a lot of that upside that we've, you know, been trying to defend, defend him for, for a very long time. Uh, and I'm glad it's, it's, uh, it's paying off. But one thing that I noticed in one of the, uh, the match day videos is that, um, after the game, like he does like have a voice in the locker room. Yeah. Um, like, and it's little things like that. It just kind of shows me that he's become a player who like recognizes his role in the team a little bit more than like his role as an individual attacker. I mean, he's 23. Um, so he's like middle-aged in that locker room now. I, yeah. For real though. Yeah. And so like, I just feel like he's growing into that role really nicely, growing into becoming a very good soccer player. It's really fun to watch. Um, and, and, you know, I'm obviously cherry picking little bits and pieces from the season, but it, it's like all signs are pointing it pointing to him becoming a better player and it's really exciting to see yeah. i could see his longevity at the club too especially just because i don't think there are that many teams who would utilize the type of forward that alex is um and he's still young he's going to be here like i think he has a solid few more years with us no matter what um yeah i mean i you know i'm obviously a big fan of the kid as well uh, I could Manchester United is going to panic buy him for ninety five million dollars. I accept it. that though. Yeah, <laughs> we can deal with the devil. Fine. Uh, let's see. To cancel vote or to give it to Tata? Uh, no, I have I have a very harsh vote. And nope, it, cancel, I, I have, cancel no, no, it. Cancel it. Cut, a, cut it. Cut very, somebody cut. No, it's just, it's a very like it. I think it's just like Brit. Edit. The, you have to edit this episode. All right. Um, fine. I, I will take on this. I, I, look, I I think he did a lot of good work. Don't talk. About, don't talk back. shit about Brian White. I think he did. He got into a lot of oh, really fuck, dangerous I chances. I forgot to mention Brian White. Brian White had a fantastic game. Um, I thought he played very well. I thought he made very good runs. 
Um, I thought I just thought it was clear. I just thought it was clear that if he had like 180 more MLS minutes, he probably would have scored that game. There was a uh, moment or two where I was like, oh yeah, that's a, look, that's a moment where he looks like a USL player more. But it was only a product of him it. getting really into really good spots and honestly serving as more of a traditional like number nine than yeah. Brad does. His hold up, not his, even his yeah, size. his hold up play was very good. Um, I thought he was fantastic. No, I thought he was fantastic on the night too. I think it's just that the level of play on this game was so high that I you can noticed just not the th- give the woe. Well, I noticed like the three or four touches he had that I think if he were a little bit more acclimated, he would have done better with. And that's it. Like I'm not even trying to say he played badly. I'm you just, can you can just say that without giving him the woe. Eh, no, I'm I'm I, I like have to give someone a woe. Like, no, you don't. We do this. No, we make we make up the rules. No, but there, we, we made the yeah we up. made the rules so that so we, we have can to give break one. them. They're socially uh, no constituted. no. We have to give one each time. I've given one each time. Oh my god, these rules are prison. This podcast is a prison. I mean, yeah, I have to this hang is, out with you fuckers yeah. every week. Uh, yeah, okay, well, it's canceled. Um, <laughs> yeah, we finally canceled it. They finally canceled we, we us. We canceled it after the derby, and we canceled it after... Oh, no, I meant shows. the podcast. Oh, sure. Because we, we're the woe. Did you get that one? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wait, we're the woe is that it? Is that what the joke you're making? No, I was just saying that the podcast. Peaches is fun- does not make jokes. Everything he says is real. He I'm super this serious. Peaches is very serious. View from two hundred two. The most com. serious podcast. Yeah, he's blocking all we've of the. We've never made a joke on this podcast before. <laughs> That's probably true. This is why we pivoted mm, to being so a Knicks no podcast no during a really can. funny game. Yeah, because you don't need to write jokes for the Knicks because they themselves are the joke. You're not so join us after the break for segment two, where we look at the final three games and what exactly is needed for us to pull off Shield Triumph. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Diamonds on my wrist, they dripping. Ice. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Came through dripping, dripping. Diamonds on my wrist, they dripping. Ice. Came through dripping, Came through dripping, Came through drippin', diamonds on my wrist, they trippin'. Came through drippin', came through drippin', came through drippin', diamonds on my wrist, they trippin'. So, 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 after our victory over Atlanta, we are now, of course, one point back. We have 62 points, Atlanta has 63. There are three games left in the season. We have clinched at least second place. I think this was technically true last week once once uh well no i think it was made true once city lost to minnesota this week which is hilarious um fantastic uh so we are definitely getting that first round by no matter what the question is by how much can we finish above nycfc of course there is the secondary concern of the combined table that we talked about last week yada yada the goal is finishing over them by more than seven points i'll just say keep that in mind for now we'll worry worry about that later but for atlanta and us three games left we play san jose this week away philadelphia away and then the season finale orlando at home not a terrible schedule not 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 the easiest it could be but not terrible atlanta plays new england at home chicago at home and Toronto away in what they probably thought was going to be a really big Decision showdown. Decision day. So, 
They play zero playoff teams. Man, they probably thought Orlando was going to be a big one too, huh? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like we, at the beginning of the season when they set the schedule? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, Sasha I feel Kleschen, like, homecoming? I have a feeling that the schedule was done before that was actually executed, to be honest. I feel like the schedule is kind of like worked on pretty far in advance. Um, but anyway, we, we, I mean, we usually don't have very many, very climactic uh, decision days. Decision, or like opponents. Like we've played Chicago, Chicago and Philly, I think, most of the time. Um, they if they want to get serious about this rivalry shit they need to stop playing around and you know fuck it do a derby on decision day put your money where your mouth is um but anyway they play they being atlanta play three non-playoff teams we play a playoff team philadelphia that although they're licking their wounds from the u.s open cup loss they're in pretty good run of form they're always pretty motivated to beat us and it's there in philly and any playoff team Going into the playoffs these last couple weeks is going to be motivated to put out their best, I think. And also, it seems like, yeah, they love playing spoiler with us, even though Jim Curtin's personal demon of Jesse Marsh is gone. So, Atlanta needs to drop points, and we need to drop fewer. I, If you are familiar with the site Sports Club Stats, I don't know if you are, but it's kind of just like a little simple weighted... Uh, points per game uh, simulation that they run. And the thing that caught my eye is that if it has a what-if scenario and it has a, if we went out and get nine points through uh, these three games, they actually think we have an 84% chance of winning the Shield. And that if we only get seven points, two draws and a or two wins and a draw, they still have us at like a 54% chance, which is higher than I thought. Um you know, do you think Atlanta? Do you think that's right? Do you think Atlanta is going to drop any points to New England, Chicago, or Toronto away? They're two at home, one away. Yeah. Well, considering their home record, maybe yeah, actually. I mean, well, their home record. Well, how do we stock up in these like tiebreak scenarios? So the tie first tiebreaker is wins. Uh, we are currently tied on wins. You both have nineteen wins. Yep. So. I mean, there are a lot of permutations that could happen, but it's it's possible that if we're tied on points, we'll be tied on wins. After that, it's goal differential, then goal s- scored four. No, I think it's goal scored four first. No, I think, no, I think, I think it's, it's goal, goal differentials. Differential. Yeah, goal Because I was four. looking at it today. Um, oh, look, there's a link down at the bottom. Yeah, it is goal differential, goals four, fewest disciplinary points, Ugh. and then away's goal, away goals differential, and I'm not going to read any more than five on this list. I mean, come on. Um, <laughs> so, so what if it comes down to drawing straws? That, 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 they've got like 12 listed. It's it's That is the last one, I believe. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, you have to say, have a fuck I mean, it. can you tie in drawing straws? <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Yeah, they accidentally gave us the same size the same But that would be really quite something that if if we're somehow tied on on points on decision day, and you just have to have a goal blowout. Yeah, and we're we're only two apart from each other currently in goal differential. Uh, Atlanta has a goal differential of plus twenty seven, and we are plus twenty five. So if we're, it, it's plausible that it could happen. You'd have to favor us because we'd be playing Orlando, they'd be playing Toronto, who, despite being pretty bad and out of the playoffs, you know, are probably not going to leak as much as 
Orlando would. Yeah. That's getting ahead of ourselves. And just to clarify, at the third with the third tiebreaker being goals for Atlanta has sixty five, we have fifty seven. So mm. so we would most likely lose that tiebreaker. Um, so just so win out on goal differential. Get one of the other ones, then you're fine. Well, our defense is so like has been so strong. That's why our goal differentials are so close. Yeah, and right. until the if only best defense Montreal in the league game hadn't been so, we'd well, be above them, right? Yeah. But a reminder for their opponents: New England is eighth, technically not eliminated yet, but pretty much eliminated bad form. Chicago is somehow the only team that's eliminated from the Eastern Conference already. They've had a really <laughs> disappointing uh, season, but they just put up a, a, a like a three spot on LAFC and beat them uh, pretty convincingly. And I think they had another pretty decent result um, the the other week. So there's there's some weird signs of resurgence in Chicago and Toronto. Um, of course, is, Our is Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Sorry to repeat the question, but how how likely do you actually think it is that Atlanta drops points? We have to. I th- I think no matter what, we should try to strive to win out, though. It, you, I think it's going to come down to decision day because Atlanta has both their game first two first two of these games are both both at home. So yeah. so I, I'm pretty confident they'll win. I mean, we're playing the two arguably the. We're playing the worst team in the league in San Jose, who did give you know Atlanta a run for their money, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But but like, it's that and and, and Philly. I mean, I think the Philly game is yeah. going to be the big issue for us if we both go into Decision Day winning these next two games. I like our chances honestly because I think we have a better shot of just crushing Orlando at home than. Uh, Atlanta does getting you know a win on the road in Toronto despite their form. I'm weirdly optimistic about Chicago. That I think that's what I'm pinning my hopes on is yeah. them getting caught up just by like, that. Yeah, like I have a weird feeling that Chicago just can like accidentally draw them. And then the longer that you, the longer that you really force yourself to think about it, the more you can imagine things. Like Atlanta has historically, interested in their short a little bit amount of time they've existed beating the hell out of new england so it would be pretty funny if new england squeaked out like a 1-0 what would something. happen if uh if new england san jose atlanta san jose yeah it, like that, that var call oh to be i have to confess i did not you see don't, that game. oh man i'm vaguely aware of what happened but i did not see that game and i could tell it would make me mad so i did not watch it yeah so basically but. what happened was that san jose uh or atlanta had scored um a goal, but the, the 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 they had to keep going to get VAR on, and the next stoppage in play was after San Jose would have scored. So they called mm. back San Jose's entire goal, and uh, it was a penalty in Atlanta. Sorry, um, and then they gave Atlanta a penalty after San Jose had scored a goal. That's 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 insane. That's what? annoying. What that was the fuck? next stoppage in play for them to call VAR. So mm. obviously San Jose fans are salty. That's pretty annoying. I'd be salty as fuck. Can you too. imagine scoring a goal at Red Bull Arena and then the ref saying, "No, it's a penalty." For Three minutes ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, like, but like, how the fuck do you give up that many goals to San Jose? Like, how do you concede? Yeah, You've know. essentially conceded four goals to San Jose. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? So before we get to San Jose, though, I do want to while we have a couple games left, I kind of want to ask a global question about the standings and the brackets for playoffs and that there there's still some um some things that could change uh mostly that columbus and philadelphia they played each other last weekend last weekend and they drew which is really good for city because those are the two teams that could plausibly pip them for that third spot 
Um, the it is plausible or possible for NYCFC to slip all the way to fifth place. Actually, still it's very very slim. But unfortunately, in order for that to happen, Philadelphia would have to beat us. So I'm gonna hold, go ahead and wipe that off of the slate, and not I'm not gonna be rooting for that. And then, of course, we have Montreal and D.C. fighting for that sixth spot. And now with D.C. beating Montreal very badly over the weekend. With uh, the game in hand still? Two games in hand. D.C. are kind of in pole position. So all of this to say, what what would be your preferred seeding beneath us? I mean, obviously you prefer we're in first because of that saying. So there's basically no way for City to cut. City could very mu- very fall well fall fourth. fourth. Okay. That is completely, and they would still host a pl- knock-in game. But that would mean that you know if that we third have to place play Columbus, right? if a third place Columbus uh, were Made to win their knock-in, that we would play them instead of City. Okay, I'd rather play City. Okay, so you would you want City to get in third, and do you want them to play Montreal or DC? And I want them to play. Oh, I'd... See, I don't want to play DC in these playoffs because I think they're they're coming in pretty hot. Um, that's hard. I mean, I guess I, I do still want DC just playing out of the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen now. Montreal seemed pretty pretty mediocre. Yeah, I guess I'd rather play Montreal if we're going to like. Montreal seemed pretty mediocre. But I, I would when, when they look, beat I, us. I would love to see a, a, a playoff um, between DC or like a playoff series between dc and nycfc i mean it would be a convenient like at least one piece it's of gone, trash gets yeah. taken out kind of but thing. if dc don't make the playoffs entirely you know yeah do you, and then columbus, so montreal i guess i'd rather have montreal in six if dc drop points columbus is playing philadelphia is kind of actually a little convenient because one of them as well because yeah. one of our boogeymen old greg and gym coach jim will have to <laughs> face each other and yeah, sure, just get him out of the way. Hey, I mean, Jim I, Coach Jim has good opinions about the anthem. That's true. Philly have they won? A, they haven't won a playoff game yet, have they? I think they've won exactly no, because they lost to Montreal that year, and that was the one playoff game they had. And no, and, and they, the, seri- they, the series the series against the series against Toronto as well, right? Yeah. That was another. That they was finished a- second in like their second or third season. They finished second in the East. I just thought they so, hadn't won one of those. They hadn't won a, and then they just lost the Open Cup. I feel like their their yeah. confidence is a little shook right now. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, they only knock us out and knock out tournaments. So what who the fuck? who would you? What teams out of these six and a half teams would you want to place play in the playoffs? Out uh, of all these, I Atlanta. Want- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of. Kind of. I mean, it's, well, yeah, that's like a separate yeah. conversation, I guess. I don't know. I take Montreal. I, I want, I want vengeance for what Mancosu did to us. That last se- oh. that, that series two years ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was. It's I actually kind like... of impossible. Well, I guess if we finish first, we can play Montreal. That's basically the only way. Yeah. Don't but, count it out. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, but I guess I would say that I, I would rather play City than Columbus. I'd rather play. I mean, that's pretty much it. Do you uh, think City's going to get out of their knockout game? No. With home field advantage, yes. I, look, I just kind of against like Montreal. Yeah, I think so. I don't think Montreal. Well, Montreal Montreal's be... not a good road team. I don't know if DC could do it either. I on think the DC road. could do it. I think they could. They could force a draw. Um, I don't know if a win. I mean, of all teams that beat them at home, it was New England. Um, that's true. That's true. Who knows? And they lost to Minnesota, so they've been pretty bad. 
Well, I'd rather have my expectations low or tampered when it comes to NYCFC playoff success or failures. Yeah. Um, There's so. really an obvious path for me here, but right. All right. I honestly would like to play kind of like, I think NYCFC and then Atlanta. I'm worried the like most that about... those two matchups would be my preferred. I mean, through. kind of. Those, yeah. yeah. Those are totally fine. I mean, my, 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 my biggest concern is Columbus. People think people probably think I'm crazy for saying that if you weren't like, I don't know. I mean, like games. it was in the yeah, Columbus it, and Philly scare me the most. I don't, I'm not worried about Philly. I, I think I it just, was, in I don't the... think they're a good playoff team, but I am worried about Columbus because they have the potential to step up both in the playoffs and then against us in fucking weird ass games. Right. But like, I, th- I think we step up to yeah like i we just don't will, step up for philly because we don't care about philly well, i mean i think we will sunday makes playoffs. me think that won't that'll be less of a problem but um columbus will be one of the only teams we have not beat this year yeah philadelphia is the only other team we haven't beat this year and we can fix that in two weeks and orlando as which well which we can also fix which we can also fix in two weeks and that we've beat i think almost everyone um but yeah, okay. So this this week we are playing San Jose. San Jose is the worst team in the league. They have twenty points on thirty one game thirty one games played. They only have four wins, and get this, they're only against two teams. San Jose has only beat Minnesota United and FC Dallas this year. <laughs> FC Dallas were in twice? first that's place. Funny, yeah, that's such funny teams. <laughs> this is the yeah, it's like. Those are the only teams that have been able to beat. There was a point... And they beat them both twice. But And they played both of those Dallas games fairly recently. So there was a point not too long ago where San Jose had not beaten a non-Minnesota team in like more than a year. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, so that's a bit weird. But as I think Sam said, uh, you know, San Jose has shown weird signs of life after firing their... Despi- uh, they're, uh, Did you say despot? They're, um, <laughs> yeah, they're despot. No, they're um, despicable and hated coach star. Uh, they did put three over Atlanta. And this past weekend, they did lose to the Dynamo 3-2, who are kind of high off of their open cup um, victory. Um, but they're scoring again, which is something that you couldn't say about them before, but they're still not getting the final product in. And the fact of the matter for me, I guess, is, look, when you still only have 20 points, you still have only beat two teams this year, and you still are losing to teams like the Dynamo, who I think we are comfortably better than, you know, no matter what kind of travel or, um, you know, post-manager bump you have here, like, the expectation uh, has to be that we're obviously going to beat San Jose. Like any, if anything short than, I mean, this is just a truism. This is obvious. Anything short than a yeah. victory it's is a total disaster. Disappointment. To the point that we're, I'm not going to say the T word. It's not a trap game because I think the team is very clearly, obviously aware of the stakes of these last three games. Yeah, it's not going to catch us by surprise. Um, but I don't know. Are you at all worried, maybe, about this long distance trip all the way to the Bay? Um. No. No, yeah. Also, we sh- we should just be confident about it. Like I think from the club and the fan base. Yeah, we've not lost on the West Coast this year. We drew in Vancouver and won at LA. LA's. So um, hasn't seemed to be a total deal deal breaker yet. Portland um, was at home. Seattle was at home. Yeah, and LAFC was at home. So, um, yeah. I mean, San Jose is pretty terrible. Um, I would go through their players, but really, why? Right? I this for me, it's more of 
a lack of knowledge of any of their players except for Chris Wondolowski. And Damu Duro, obviously. Oh, right. So, obviously, Brad comes back in the lineup, you have to imagine, right? Yeah. Um, does Muil get another start? I I think he's earned it. Yeah, can't really argue against it. I think he's earned it. I think he kind of, and we talked about this very briefly in the first section, but like I, th- I think he kind of fits that position better. Um, and I'll, I'll say this is weird to say about Alex Muil, uh, but he was more of a goal threat than Tchaikovsky is playing that position. Yeah, I mean, I think Tchaikovsky is not an attacking player. Right. Yeah, it's not super controversial. Also, I guess I haven't necessarily been like viewing Shikovsky as like there have been times where he's been put out there but I haven't been viewing that as like his main position like Muil was playing more of a wing than Shikovsky was out there Shikovsky was doing more of the weird central Velo thing but he's still not Velo yeah but I feel like Muil does well a lot of the times he he ends up with the ball because he's kind of the winger that comes in right so he, he ended up centrally a lot of the time uh positionally and I thought Sunday he was actually remarkably wide well, he was wide, and then he comes in for goal threats. Yeah, that's that's kind of the difference for me in in the way that he plays. Um, but you know, I like I, I kind of want to see that dynamic with Tyler. Um, I'm not sure if that will necessarily work as yeah. well. But. I'm slightly concerned that it was for back spasms. To my knowledge, those are things that don't necessarily go away easily sometimes, and sometimes are difficult to treat. I'm hoping it's not. A big deal, fingers crossed. Does anyone get an arrest for you, maybe, is the question. I mean, no. do you just play... I, I, I think you just play first yeah. 11 these three weeks. And Everything say, go, is straightforward now. Get it. We have yeah. three more games. Play it out. We also have some international breaks, right? Yes. So, so we do two weeks. We do have some... Because there's like a, a few fucking breaks that are so weird. Um, I, I feel like we have Why the luxury so i don't know do the luxury to just play our 11 and, and the news is that aaron long and tyler adams have been called up so a weird uh reversal where now it's long who gets called in and Instead not of timmy parker mm-hmm. um so it's especially weird since long uh didn't play at didn't all get any minutes last time he maybe that's them. why but, they were just like oh yeah. we should give aaron a shot i guess yeah maybe but um congrats to them i guess uh, so I guess is it is it R- Shikovsky or Muil is really the question. I start Muil. All right. I think like I I, I want to if I were if I were Armis I'd kind of want to see what that looks like as a starting option. You know, again. Yeah. Especially against kind of a, a weaker team. Yeah. Um, and then probably see a cameo from Yvonne again. I would guess winning would be would be my prediction Yvonne with another yellow card oh yeah I thought there was um he had a he had a couple moments his time wasting was kind of bullshit I thought it was a bullshit call bullshit card Uh, yeah but yeah why he gets so many cards man I know it's crazy the um all right let's go to prediction that's really all that's left here how 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 much do you think well, okay, no, I won't load the dice that heavily. Why well, do you think well, we're going to do thing about Sam Wheel too, yeah. about, uh, and, and, I, I forgot to mention this. I think he works better in, in the kind of like idyllic press where we overload the box. Like, I don't think Shikovsky. That's true. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I thought Shikovsky really shown brightly uh, in that system on Sunday, or like that intensity of press. Like, I think that he shown uh, 
especially because he was pressing at a part of the field that I think Atlanta assumed the press would be over by the oh, time Oh, no, they got I just there. meant, like, after we win the ball back. I think he, he is better deeper, but, like, after we win the ball back, when we start overloading our players um, onto the ball, I think Wheel's kind of a better player directly. Oh, okay, yeah. So that that's that's my play for him. Anyway, predictions? Mm. Uh, 3-1. Uh, no Wando watch for me. Uh, Chris Wondolowski, three goals away from the all-time record. I think... Uh, I don't even know who the fuck scores. Oh, Dominic Odoro Obviously. scores. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. Um, and then we see a Bradley Wright Phillips goal. Uh, no Kaku goals because there's no game winners. Um, <laughs> uh, well, he I scores the second goal. Maybe we see it appear a, a, a visit from our old friend Own Goal. Um, oh. uh, Owen Goal has not scored in a uh, while. It's been a long time, uh, and it's the worst team in the league, so anything's possible. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, maybe Davis scores. Who cares? Uh, 3-1 win. I'll I'm go. Gonna, go ahead. I'm going to go one more. I'm going to go 4-1. Whoa. Um, I think we score two kind of in garbage time. Uh, the first goal will be scored by Royer. I think he's like I think he's kind of due for one. He played pretty well, um, all things considered. He's just like... He did score a goal last game on Sunday. Oh, that's right, but that's not, that doesn't <laughs> count. Um, um, I, I think when Brad returns, we see him score, but I think, you know, after Etienne comes in, he, he gets a goal. And then, yeah. The return of Owen goal. Brad is uh, on 19 right now, 19 goals. It will be nice to see him hit 20, hopefully. I think I'm going to go with 1-0. I feel like this is going to be a boring but satisfying experience. See, I, I don't, don't – I, I want to be optimistic about it because I could totally see this being a grind-out game. I think we're going to be waiting for them to – Give us the ball. <laughs> no, I think we're going to be waiting for them to kind of blow this game open and put it beyond – question and it's just not never really gonna, gonna happen, happen but see, yeah it'll still be fine kind of like houston in a way hey maybe it's gonna be like the minnesota game from like what was it last year maybe where it's just very like decisive from the start who knows yeah well cool well enjoy the memes guys optimistic as ever but why, not always in moderation <laughs> yeah let's, let's not overdo the memes yeah. We kind of overdid them. All right. Hopefully, we didn't <laughs> viciously jinx ourselves. See you next week. Let it fly. Let it fly like the birds in the sky. Hotter than the weather in July. I didn't do so much, I can decide. Word, word to my guys. She just gets so wet, I slip and slide. Had to get it back to give them five. I, I, I. Mr. Michael Myers, man Worth the money back, I keep it coming in By the way, we work, you think I had a twin I'm trying to run the game, it ain't no subbing in You can't phase me, slider from a dangerous life Always down the bar, I'm trying to drain these nights See the smoke clouds through the entertainment lights The way it go down, we taking phones and keeping those tight yeah. We at the top in the discussion They mixing alcohol and they touching The demon in their eyes and they clutching I feed them at a ball and they bustin', yeah I kept the towel, not throwing in I'm riding round in my hands I got a driver for the bit to drop me round When I been, I keep some pussy just to lick To help me out when I vent She wanna hit that shit again, nah That's the phone call with my blood ring It's the car to five, let the thug sing Let it fly Let it fly 
let it fly like the birds in the sky. Hotter than the weather in July. I done did so much I can decide. Word, word to my guys. She just gets so wet, I slip and slide. Had to get it back to give them five. Kiss the sky, did the time, please advise her This advisor, be advising, we advise you Not fuck with me and mine, and keep in mind That we don't mind losing our minds Free your mind, read your mind, read your mind Body take a week to find, the cops gon' be like Never mind, what's on your mind? Put the pistol to your mind and blow your mind Control your mind, mind freak, no sober mind I'm so behind, but front line You cross the line, then you better know your lines And if you gettin' out of line, I hang you with a clothing line Ring you like an open line, keep you stankin' hoe in line Them hoes be lying, it's a thin line I know you know the line, second line, second line Tune she got effective lines, rough edges like a box of checker fries. That's the line, catch the line, American flag, less stars, extra line, stretch the line, skip the line till you no more next in line. Yeah, Tunchi tune the lunatic, my goonie goons the gooniest. Run inside your room and kill you and who you're rooming with. The Uzi with the booty clip, more than one, I'm too equipped. Talking about some fake niggas based on true events. Trying not to get pinched, smoking on a stupid stench. Looking in the mirror, trying to figure where my pupils went. Flashy with a bougie bitch, Travi, that's my hooligan. Take the tear of Tunchi and look at it. It as the crucifix, bitch. C5. Best rapper alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it fly.